0: Welcome to Easy Big Takes, Takes, the podcast, where we read you the one-star reviews of your favorite movies and more. My name's Kat. And I'm Riley.
1: And this week, we are going to do Hot Fuzz. I guess we should explain that we were going to do an Edgar Wright week. Double feature. Double feature with Shaun of the Dead. That was our first recording, but we did, mm-hmm. unfortunately, lose that. I moved of- <laughs> I
0: I up. We. No, it was... <laughs> Listen, it was me. <laughs> I, I transferred over the wrong file. It wasn't It wasn't enough to try and salvage it, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: It was... Maybe we'll try episode. again. It's a loss episode. Yeah. And that's okay. There's plenty. It just wasn't... It wasn't worth it. Yeah. We're doing Hot Fuzz,
1: which came out in 2007. It's rated at R, and then it's two hours and one minute. So go ahead and explain the plots. Definitely go watch it before you hear us talk about it. It wouldn't hurt the movie. Like, there's not gonna be too many spoilers. But it does kind of have, like, a little... Twist, so it does have a little twist at the end. So if you don't want anything spoiled, go watch it. But the plot is: PC Nicholas Angel, a high cheating metropolitan police officer, is promoted to sergeant, but his resentful colleagues arrange for him to be reassigned to the small rural town of Sanford, Gl- Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire.
0: I think Gloucestershire is correct. Okay. All right. Let's find out. It's my favorite game. <laughs> see, see if I pronounced it right. Gloucestershire. Oh,
1: you, you got it right. Yeah, Gloucestershire.
0: Oh, Gloucestershire. What? No, that's wrong. <laughs> that's a shire. Thank <laughs> it's you. It's a shire.
1: Thank you. I've Phil
0: seen is I in see, this movie. I've it's a shire. I know it's shire. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, it's a regular village of the year winner. Angel is soon frustrated by the mundanity of the village. His lazy and incompetent colleagues and local police and Neighborhood Watch Alliance committed to low crime statistics rather than law enforcement. His partner, PC Danny Butterman, who he arrested for drink... Oh my God, they said drink driving. It's drunk driving, y'all. Come on. It's the British. Oh my God. Partner, PC Danny Butterman, who he arrested for... I'm going to say drunk driving. He's a fan of buddy cop. Films. Films of the son of Inspector Frank Butterman, Angel Superior. Martin Blower and Eve Draper, the two lead actors of an Amdram production of Romeo and Juliet, whom Angel had pulled over for speeding, are murdered by a cloaked axe-wheeling figure who stages it as a car accident. Angel is the only officer who suspects foul play. Sent to resolve a small dispute, Angel discovers an illegal weapons stash, including an old sea mine, and confiscates it. Angel warms to Danny, and they binge watch action movies at Danny's home. That night, wealthy land developer George Merchant is attacked in his home by a cloaked figure and killed in, in a deliberate gas explosion. Angel suspects that the killings are connected to a recent property deal. A local journalist, Tim Messenger, approaches Angel at a village feet, claiming to have information but another cloaked figure dislodges masonry atop the church's tower, which falls and kills Messenger. While well, buying Danny a late birthday gift, Angel learns from Leslie Tiller, the village florist, about her plans to sell her land to merchants' business partners. While Angel retrieves his notebook, she is stabbed in the neck with her garden shears. Angel gives chase but loses the killer. Angel suspects Simon Skinner, a supermarket manager, as a property deal would have built a rival supermarket but Skinner has an alibi. After surmising that there may be multiple killers, Angel is attacked in his hotel room by one of Skinner's employees, Michael Lurch Armstrong. Angel knocks him out and learns of a secret NWA meeting at Sanford Castle. Angel confronts the NWA led by Frank who reveal that they can the murders staged as accidents for various petty reasons as each victim threatens Stanford's chances of winning village of the year Frank's motive is his late wife Irene she put everything into helping Stanford win the first village of the year but travelers ruin their chances the night before the judge arrived driving her to suicide angel flees and falls into the castles catacombs where he finds the corpses of the NWA's other victims Danny appears and fakes killing angel pretending to dispose of the body Danny drives angel away and and urges him to return to London for his own safety. At a petrol station, Angel sees a rack of the films he and Danny bonded over and decides to return to Sanford. Angel arms himself with the confiscated guns, Then he and Danny engage in a shootout with the NWA. When Frank orders the other officers to arrest them, Angel and Danny convince them that Frank is the culprit. Frank flees and the officers besiege the supermarket with Skinner fleeing in a car with Frank. Angel corners Skinner at Sanford's Model Village and after a brief fight, Skinner is impaled through the jaw by a miniature church steeple. Frank attempts to escape in Angel's car but is attacked by a missing swan that Angel and Danny had recaptured (laughs) earlier. Angel's former superiors arrive and ask him to return to. London as the crime rate has risen heavily in his absence, but Angel decides to remain in Sanford. While the Sanford police are going over the paperwork of the arrests, the elderly Tom Weaver, the last NWA member, bursts into the station wielding a blunderbuss. He shoots at Angel, but Danny jumps in front. In the resulting struggle, Weaver accidentally activates the sea mine, killing himself and destroying the station. (laughs) One year later, Angel has been promoted to inspector and head of the Sanford police, and Danny is sergeant. After visiting Irene's grave, the two drive off to their Next crime scene.
0: I understand why you like this one so much. And it's literally because it's like the Wicker Man with a happy ending. Yeah, it is.
1: The director is, of course, Edgar Wright. And the writers were Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. The cast is Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Patty Constantine, Timothy Dalton, Jim Broadbent, Olivia Coleman. She's so good. She's really good. She's fantastic. Trivia is extensive with this one. So strap in. You guys don't know, (laughs) but we know. Yeah, with Sean the dead lots of trivia yes the first draft of the script included a love interest for nicholas named victoria she was cut from subsequent drafts but a good amount of her dialogue was given to danny often without any changes that makes sense that's why if you got a feeling because like when i first watched this i was like they're gonna kiss at one point i know they are <laughs> they don't he's literally repeating dialogue from what was supposed to be a love interest to be fair that's what it that's how a good
0: friend talks to you that's the whole thing like it shows their friendship and how much they love each other they love each other mm- nothing wrong with that. i wonder if him like falling asleep watching movies with him was supposed to be with the love interest i wondered that too that's <laughs> they fell asleep yeah, like, head, like to head, head to head like, like there's such, it's so
1: funny I love them I love their friendship it's so sweet in this movie it makes me laugh and
0: this movie uh Nick Frost doesn't say the end words and he does not
1: like Shaun of the Dead he does say that in Shaun of the Dead he does not say yeah. that in this movie yeah the filming of Angel and Skinner's first meeting at the supermarket was filmed over the course of two days the conversation was filmed entirely from Timothy Dalton's perspective first mm-hmm. the next day early in the morning they were to film the conversation with Angle's perspective in close-ups, so like
0: angle. <laughs> I
1: didn't even mean to do that, and oh my god, it could be your angle. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Just keep going. Go to the next sentence. Dalton, much to the surprise of the crew, showed up early the next morning. And even though he wasn't going to be on camera for that particular portion of the filming, he sat off camera in Skinner's chair and played the role so that Simon Pegg would be able to have him to work with while filming his part as Angel. <laughs> Pegg stated it really showed Don's professionalism.
0: You had the opportunity to have like most of the day off and you wanted to... For the greater good. Yeah, for the greater good of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Which I thought was... I thought that was a really sweet fact. Yeah, so. that's very commendable of him.
1: Nick Frost only agreed to do the film if he could get to name his character. He was also asked to watch over 20 action films to warm up for the role. He only watched one, Bad Boys 2.
0: <laughs> Which is why they kind of emphasized that movie. That's the perks of hanging out with your friends. You don't have to do shit. <laughs> would be me. Like, okay, I'll I'll be in it. I'll be in it. Okay? Just let me pick my character's name, and I'm not going to watch those I'm movies. I'm not going to do that. I'll watch one, and we'll have to make that the focus of the movies. <laughs> I'll either watch one, or I'll stay up the entire day before. Like, I'll spend an entire day trying to watch all of them. Yeah, last minute. <laughs> like, Fast forwarding. Watch it at, like, four times speed. I think I kind of got it. The explosions were kind of quick, but... <laughs> They talked really fast. <laughs>
1: Edgar Wright originally wanted to name the film "Hot Fuzz" and "hot" hot being spelled H O T T. Simon Pegg objected to the suggestion, fearing he would have to explain the additional "t" and "hot" in every single interview about the film. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Like he saw it. He saw the future. He like saw it I'm not fucking doing that. Smart. <laughs> yeah. The judges for the Best Kept Village competition near the end of the film are played by Peter Wilds and the mothers of Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, which I thought was really sweet. That's so cute. I know, it's very cute. At a Q&A session, following the screening of the film, Edgar Wright revealed that the film featured disguised cameos by two Oscar winners, Kate Blanchett and Peter Jackson. Jackson appears as the father Christmas who stabs <laughs> an Angel through the hand during the opening montage, and Blanchett appears masked as Angel's ex-girlfriend who was a scene of crime officer so she's the one he's talking to that's kate blanchett oh my god winning costume nick frost and simon pegg often were assumed to be police officers many strangers asked them for directions and instead of telling the truth they went along with it
0: (laughs) they claimed it made
1: them feel powerful
0: i'm just imagining that like at least once they had to have been like to like some teenager on a skateboard or something hey hey hey, you (laughs) hey hey I can see
1: it, too. That is so fucking funny. I love that. Samson the dog, who played Saxon the dog, was not allowed to become a real police officer dog because he was considered too friendly. I
0: think Mm. it's a good thing, though.
1: He doesn't need to be a cop.
0: He's just too nice to everybody. Not his fault. He wants to be everybody's friend. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) While Nicholas is chasing a shoplifter through the supermarket, Danny's reading the taglines of the cheap action films in the half-price bin. Super Cop, 1992, titled Super Cop. Meet the cop that can't be stopped. When he realizes (laughs) the chase is on, he throws the DVD back into the bargain bin where the viewer sees it lands beside a dvd copy of Shaun the dead but it's called zombies party the release title of sean the dead in certain countries and the price tag covers simon peck's face to keep from breaking the fourth wall <laughs> Isn't that? i love that i never even noticed that i never even noticed that in the movie yeah the names of the townspeople of sanford are almost all words for occupation occu- occupation what that's not a word for o- occupations
0: Okay. 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 I was a little worried there for a second. Uh, <laughs> occupations. Just, just say or activities. <laughs> you know? Just make up another word. Just keep it pushing. Yeah, for words for occupations or activities. I actually don't like this fact. I don't think it's that interesting. No, you're fine. I mean, you could just say that. You don't have to read all of them. Cooper, parter, turner, shooter. Parter. I said, oh, Porter. <laughs> well like let's any... just move to the next yeah, one yeah yeah yeah. just ditch that one <laughs> no i keep it in that we ditched it
1: i mean there's literally like there's like 20 of them i'm not gonna name all of them i'm gonna mispronounce all
0: of them other people need to hear you say occupations okay, okay. oh my god and i knew it was wrong You came out of that i was like that's all right breast occupations oh my god oh my cheeks hurt my cheeks hurt <laughs> Let's move on. Let's
1: move on. Simon Pegg had weapons training in preparation for his role as Nick Angel and also learned how to skid a bicycle properly along the way. Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright interviewed many real police officers while doing research for the film. Many lines of the film such as, I prefer to think my office is out on the street, (laughs) came directly from those interviews. The sideline scenes of Nick doing paperwork were inspired by the officers noting that paperwork is a huge part of the job, but it is never depicted in cop shows and films. Hmm. I just love that, though. First, I think my is outside. <laughs> <laughs> so corny. Edgar Wright said that the role of Simon Skinner was written with Timothy Dalton in mind, so they were thrilled when he signed on to play the character. Simon Pegg says that he and Wright shared a thumbs up when Dalton first played the character in the re through as they both knew they got the perfect person for the part.
0: What a professional guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: like honestly like yeah i love it
0: yeah
1: after the huge success of shawn of the dead simon pegg and Edgar wright were given free reign to do whatever they wanted for their next film which again i think only supports why this movie might be better than Shaw of the dead
0: yeah they ha- they were able to do exactly what they wanted yeah the importance of shawn of the dead is that it was a stepping stone to get to this movie exactly it's like and Shaun of the dead's great yeah it's just not this movie it's not hot fuzz The picture of young
1: Danny is a real picture of Nick Frost as a child, which is like, I always (laughs) love it when they do that.
0: (laughs) Except instead of those like clearly photoshopped pictures.
1: (laughs) Or like, that's not you. When Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg went to Brixton Police Station hoping to get some anecdotes from serving officers even offering to take them to the pub every officer refused to speak to them the liaison officer had wrongly told the officers that mr Wright and mr peg were journalists (laughs) the liaison officer has never been forgiven (laughs) (laughs) by who i don't know they don't say the rest of
0: the police station because they they went to the movies and they were like fuck i (laughs) couldn't
1: I could've I could've said something to them. Could
0: have helped. When Angel gets annoyed at the supermarket, the intercom
1: voices director Edgar Wright. <laughs> and this is the last little trivia. At the end of the credits, Samson the Dog and Elvis the Swan are both credited in the movie credits. As they should be. As they should be. I didn't know the Swan names was Elvis. <laughs>
0: Elvis saved the
1: day. Elvis did save the day. He stopped the bad guy. Yeah. So let's
0: you have a notebook. All right, go. Tell me your thoughts. I wrote bulletproof deli counter. <laughs> because at the end, when they're like having the shootout with the people at the deli counter. Yeah. Never, never once breaks that glass. No, no. So is it a bulletproof <laughs> deli counter? I think that's one of the things where like, we're not gonna, it's an action movie. <laughs> I would like to believe that the supermarket guy, Skinner, installed. Bulletproof. Deli counter. He, he's, he foresaw it. I can see that. Realize I didn't start this out. I just like went into it. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed the movie. Like I said, I could s- I understand why it's your favorite because it's literally just goofy Wicker Man. It is. Yeah, definitely. It really is. With a happy ending. With a very happy ending. I had seen it before. This isn't one that I watched a whole lot. I just, I had seen it once. I enjoyed it. I remember liking it. I just, not a movie I personally thought to go back and watch. Mm-hmm. The last 30 minutes were the most entertaining. I will say I felt like not just because of the shorter run time, but I did feel like shawn of the dead had a little bit better of a flow to it Mm -hmm. this one seems like it had more of like a dramatic in a different way kind of like pacing to it which i don't think was a bad thing Mm -hmm. it's just pacing wise i think shawn of the dead was a little better paced but it was more actiony if that makes sense
1: no i get that I i get that a big complaint with this movie is it was slow in places and then the ending is just they didn't like the flow of it they thought it was too random they thought it wasn't going anywhere yeah Sean the Dead flows. This is definitely it's slow, then it's
0: fast, and then it goes in different directions. So it's definitely different from Sean the Dead. Like you could say that a zombie movie would flow like that. Mm-hmm. And an action like buddy cop movie yeah. would flow like hot fuzz. Exactly. I don't think there's a problem. I personally don't I think don't there's either. a problem. Mm-hmm. But like I think you could say, you could argue that maybe that was a more intentional thing with it. Yeah. To have like a kind of oh, happy ending. just kidding. Here's an explosion explosion. explosion (laughs) yeah that's like the most action movie thing to do exactly yeah yeah so, like, I I understand the reason. I liked it. It's not like it ever lost my interest. hmm The impaled chin. Mm-mm. Does that take off the star? <laughs> it might. <laughs> it might. Like, the dude getting the thing, like, the, the steeple of the building didn't get me. The impaled chin did.
1: Yeah, the I think when I first watched this, when I was, like, a young teenager, the church thing kind of freaked me out. But, yeah, the chin thing is pretty nasty. Him still talking. Yeah. And just imagining having to move and get. Out of that, you know, when you like cut, you have a cut in your mouth, you could taste all you know, it like, tastes a little bit of the blood or something
0: like that. Like, imagine, it tastes like metal, so much of that. Yes, it tastes like metal. Yeah. Oh, no. And then the quote, No, which one do you want to watch first? <laughs> yes, it's like literally how our friendship really That's kicked you. off. Which one do you think I prefer? No, which one do you want to watch first? <laughs> I've already decided what yeah. movie we're watching. We're both. You get to pick which <laughs> one goes first. I love that. That is. That's definitely you. That's definitely you. That was a you line. Oh yeah. Them towards the end realizing they're friends and like they like mm. each other. We literally were like already best friends and we're like, are we best friends? <laughs> and we we're like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I was like, I didn't <laughs> want to be the first one to say it. You know, play it cool. Like yeah. Yeah. We were both too cool to say yes. it. but that that their friendship reminds me a lot of our friendship yes because well it's also like super sweet huh (laughs) but i'm butterman yeah
1: you're danny yeah yeah i can see it well like his character not fully his character but there's lines in Shaun of the dead that remind me of you too so i don't know you just might be the nick frost of the group (laughs) i guess so i wouldn't
0: say the (laughs) n-word no i'm not saying you would
1: (laughs) the line where he's like, the zombie parks happen, Sammy Pei calls his mom. We're
0: coming to get you, Barbara. We're coming to get you, Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) That's a line you would say. To your mother. <laughs> there are definitely after you pointed out that that was supposed to be a, a romantic interest yeah i could see that it makes sense but also like as a best friend like I, those are also kind of things you would say yes and they're bonding and you yeah. know they love each other
1: they're best friends yeah we look up their signs after this the actors or the <laughs> um probably the actors because they probably don't have birthdays in the movie
0: yeah but that that must be something similar to their dynamic if that's like how they it'd be interesting to see yeah yeah i'm gonna look yeah it up. look it
1: up now <laughs> <laughs> a
0: little sidebar while you're looking that up
1: so they were roommates i think like when they're first starting out like in college or their careers yeah they lived in, like a flat together by the the pub that they used to go to all the time yeah and they were so broke they they, they could only afford one mattress so they just slept in the same bed together <laughs> i think nick frost i believe was like on a talk show maybe conan and they were talking about this and it's, people know this fact and they love it and they're big fans and they'll they'll ask like they still do that they're like no we're married we have we have homes we don't need to do that (laughs) we did it because we were
0: broke this wasn't a choice this
1: wasn't a choice like i know it's it's sweet
0: to look back on but no It's not necessary. <laughs> but Simon Pegg is an Aquarius. Okay. Nick Frost is an Aries, which makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Oh my God. Not to talk about him, but so is Pedro Pesco. <laughs> <laughs> People have been commenting that he gives like Julian Salomita energy. Yes, he, yes, that. Goofball,
1: little bit of, like, goofball, crazy, charming, charming, charming energy. Charming off the wall. Charming off the wall's
0: (laughs) energy, so
1: it makes sense.
0: (laughs) That's so fucking funny. Not to bring him up. I Um. mean, that (laughs)
1: whole hamster thing doing the peace sign, that's an Aries. (laughs) So (laughs) Aries energy. (laughs) Crazy, goofy dude. Yeah, crazy, goofy dude. (laughs) Like, But just, like, good, good energy. Every Aries I've met gives
0: off that energy. Like, just pure, good energy. If you guys can't tell, our For You pages on TikTok are covered with page of Pascal edits. <laughs> I don't think there's a person where he isn't. At least not showing up yeah. every once in a while a little bit. My sister, I, I asked her about it. Mm-hmm. We like, he came up, obviously. Mm-hmm. He always he always does.
1: He's, um, I mean, I was talking about him at work the other day. People are talking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I was telling her, I was like, I just, I feel like I'm 14 again. Like, I'm obsessed. <laughs> and she was like i'm only i'm kind of getting it so like even like she isn't watching the last of us she doesn't she yeah she doesn't care as much about why he's popular my mom was
1: like the same way she's like okay mm. like you yeah, know like hmm. you gotta you gotta watch him. <laughs>
0: you gotta be on tiktok to get you gotta it i understand you don't get it until like she's she, serena's on tiktok she's just like not on Pedro <laughs> she <laughs> needs to be i'll start sending her some get her in there send the one that started it all hey yeah. sexy you can scream my name as long as you want to sugar It is. oh my god oh my god that clip has literally been playing in my head it's a, it's a video since shit. i saw it ron swanson swiveling in that chair it's sir that, that memory sir <laughs> that was me
1: it was me at work today. I just like to go home and watch this video. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god. By like the end of next week, I'll probably have the whole thing memorized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This episode is all just my cheeks hurting. I derailed that, so I will bring us back. I wrote that I literally laughed out loud like a huh. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. He kicks the old lady in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only time i like i was watching it by myself
1: (laughs) i um (laughs) i did that when they're first meeting the swan and danny takes out like the police stick and goes (laughs) (laughs) he's ready to beat the
0: shit out This movie is so good. I love this movie so much. This movie is the reason that I can never say that I hate slapstick comedy.
1: It does it so good in this movie. It does it yeah. so good. It's just
0: fucking good slapstick it is. comedy. It's good.
1: It holds mm-hmm. up. It's so good. A
0: lady gets kicked in the head.
1: <laughs> like in the face like old grandma lady.
0: <laughs> she deserves it too. <laughs> she does. She does. She's about to shoot him in the face. Yeah. Uh, she, she made the mistake of using a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. I also, okay, two things. I love that nobody ends up, like, he, he doesn't kill anybody. Yeah. The second thing is I love that they're showing what actually happens if you used a shotgun as a weapon. You have to fucking reload it every time. Yeah, it's good for the one time, and if it doesn't work yeah. that one
1: time, you need a minute before... <laughs>
0: you know yeah and i love that they used that as like a advantage for him instead of just pretending like you don't have to reload a shotgun yeah exactly also first of all it's not an american action movie that's the whole thing like it's not like there's no ak-47 no and... <laughs> yeah exactly well it's really funny because in the uk they're always saying like <laughs> people in the country always have guns yeah they're allowed to <laughs> are they I don't know the laws there. You asked one of the guys, do you have a license for that? Oh, okay. He said, not sense. for this one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean this one? <laughs> that would never be asked <laughs> It is so not a question asked here. Well, we live in an open carry state, yeah. so yeah. you can open carry without a license here. <laughs> My god. Movie wouldn't work here. Oh, yeah. Like, it just it just wouldn't. It just couldn't. Which I think is the beauty of, like, both Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead is, like, there's something that's, like, so quintessentially British about the way that the movie even functions. Yeah. There are obviously a lot of good buddy cop movies. This one is one of the best. This is up there for me. Point Break,
1: which they show in the movie, is a good one never seen it you sit down and watch that i need to make you watch that then
0: oh my god i've seen like two movies maybe with keanu reeves in them what are the other two i actually don't think <laughs> i've seen any i don't like his his whole like film career i don't think i've watched like anything he's ever been in he was in unfortunately
1: um fucking that stupid fucking movie we hated and we did uh
0: neon demon oh, oh yeah neon demon oh, he's a horrible character in that and the only mo- other movie i've seen him in is toy story 4 who the hell is he in toy story 4 some random character Oh, that's so weird. I didn't even know that. Okay, we need to watch Point Break. I've never seen a John Wick movie. Yeah, you need to watch the John Wicks. They're fun. Action man, who's that?
1: <laughs> oh my god, it's John Wick.
0: <laughs> I understand. I understand the hype around him. Yeah. Because our, our Neon Demon episode's literally called America's Sweetheart, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he's an awful awful character in that movie yeah oh it's so fucking
1: funny what thoughts did you have watching it this time our family turned this on one night uh, randomly they're like well, we heard this is good but we try it mm-hmm. and we oh my god our family went fucking nuts over this movie we, we were like <laughs> this is the funniest movie ever made let's watch it mm-hmm. 10 more times um this name the family car after daddy. Which we did. Yeah. And we loved it. Holy shit. And I still love this movie. This holds a lot of heart. I think it's a great
0: comedy action movie. I think it holds up very, very well. That needs to be like a getting to know you question for people when you first meet them. What was the movie that your family like watched on a whim? Went nuts over. (laughs) that became the oh nobody could pick a movie for movie night okay we'll watch hot fuzz oh it definitely was it definitely was like "Eh, let's watch this i don't have too
1: much to say yeah anything else is just me repeating the bits It happens with comedy stuff it is and this is definitely one of the like there are so many one-liners in this movie anything you want to add before we move on to critic reviews no i don't have anything else to say all right this one is by dana stevens she wrote this 2007 when it came out hot fuzz doesn't have the compact perfection of shawn of the dead it's a little long in spots but it's such a vibrant goof so full of love both for the movies and for its cast of ridiculous characters that you forgive it the odd soggy stretch
0: i agree i mean that's that's kind of what we were saying yeah yeah i
1: think they're valid i know what she's talking about but i don't i don't see it as flaws and i don't see it as too long as scenes
0: i'll just say this and i don't know if this will make sense i do this with movies i enjoy too and i enjoyed this one but i with shot of the dead i never clicked on my my screen to see the how much time was left i did check how much time was left at certain points with this one
1: and i do that with movies i like too but like this one i know how long it is i know the i know the flow of this movie. you know what happens i know what happens i'm looking forward to the next scene that i know is really funny mm-hmm. and i'm gonna laugh at yeah i understand when you're first watching this movie or you haven't seen it in a while you're like gosh you know it's a lot longer than i remember i get that yeah the script is block with a surplus <laughs> there's no way they actually say that with absurd puns that somehow become funnier the more you you think about them. Ryan and Peg don't care if they make you laugh with sight gags, verbal wit, pratfalls, or sheer stupidity. They just want to make you laugh. And even when they don't succeed, the density of jokes is such that you know there's always a good one just around the corner. But the screenplay doesn't coast lazily from laugh to laugh, like those loose bundles of skits that too often pass as comedy stateside. Ridiculous as Angel and Danny are, we truly care about their budding friendship, not least because because of the chemistry between Peg and his real life buddy Nick Frost who riff, riff off of each other like old vaudevillians.
0: You could tell when people have like just friend chemistry already. It helps. It definitely has a benefit. Yeah. In a ready visual gag Wright presents
1: the mundane details of a cop's daily grind in the rapid fire editing style of a Brookhimer-esque action montage. Bang. Angle whips a pin from his pocket. Kazam. He fills out paperwork. These scenes are funny because they send up the cliche at the crime thriller but there is also something weirdly moving about them. In the end, like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz is both a parody of old movies and a parable of everyday life. The lowliest pub crawler become a heroic vanquisher of zombies, the most banal job assignment can turn into the cops and robbers ride of your life. Yeah, I, I agree. They, they're they
0: similar in both of those ways. It's not surprising that somebody would not know that Baby Driver was an Edgar Wright movie if they'd only seen these ones.
1: Yeah. Now we're gonna move into a negative review. Written 2019, reviewed by Dennis Schwartz. The makers of the zombie Colt hit, Shaun of the Dead, followed with a spoof on Hollywood action films and those buddy cough flicks. writer director Edgar Wright keeps it noisy, filled with violence, charged with comical absurdities, and delivers the pyrotechnics in the end where the film literally blows up. Making parodies of Bad Boys 2 and Point Break action films is no big deal and seems hardly worth the effort since those films are already mostly self-parodies. Peg, to his credit, as an actor gets most out-of-the-tongue-in-cheek comedy as he can by exhibiting pitch-perfect timing for his antics and showing a great screen presence. But his screenplay is overlong, filled with too many unfunny geek gags and is pointless. It soon becomes tiresome with at least too many climaxes and starts looking exactly like the film's it's parodying. The pic loses its comedy when it comes out in the end with its gun blazing and it also can't sustain any concern for its cartoonish characters who are as disposable as the film. And they gave this a C+.
0: I can understand how from their viewpoint this movie might seem like a hat on a hat Mm -hmm. the difference is is like those buddy cop action movies like yeah there's occasional where they're like acknowledging the tropes Mm -hmm. a lot of them are just using the tropes and like to you you might think oh like they're just they're making fun of themselves they're so bad they're so bad that it makes fun of itself Mm -hmm. it's not consciously doing it yeah i totally agree so that
1: was one and they made some points i can understand why you could think some of these things while watching it i don't yeah We're going to move on to the next one. It's titled Hot Fuzz, 0 out of 10. That's in the title.
0: I wonder what they rated it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: by Tony Medley. If anything could drive someone from going to the movies on the regular basis, this god-awful mess is a good candidate. Sitting through this two-hour, four-minute monstrosity was literally painful. This is apparently intended to be a send-up of hero pictures where there's a guy like Rambo who can clean up a bad town. The guy here is Nicholas Angel. I guess Peg does a good job of interpreting the uptight, straight shooting angel but he's given a woeful script by himself Pecro wrote the script with director Edgar Wright team responsible for Shaun and the Dead which some considered a funny movie in 2004. <laughs> I thought it was deplorable so bad I finally <laughs> walked out of it about a half hour before the end and I had actually paid to get into it. <laughs> I wanted to walk out of this thing, but I felt I had an obligation to write a review, so stuck it out. I was exhausted when it finally ended. This is such a terrible film. It was a sheer agony to have to sit through it. In addition to all its other faults, like lack of humor and intelligence, there's no woman in it in any substantial role. There's no love interest, no romance, no girlfriend. But then it would take a flawed woman, indeed, to be interested in a dope-like angel. (laughs) Well, Well, for that matter, there isn't anything else in the film, either except ridiculous, excessive, gratuitous violence, all played for laughs. As to the latter, not only did I not laugh, I didn't even smile once. Even with the worst of modern film comedy, Reed, Will Ferrell, I occasionally smile. That didn't happen once. The lady sitting next to my friend was rolling in the aisles, however. So I guess there is a species of creature that can find this humorous, probably comprised of those who have been weaned on Farrell, Jim Carrey, and Adam Sandler, etc. Whose senses of humor have been so badly trained by those unfunny comics that they cannot distinguish between what is truly funny and what they are told to believe is funny. If you are interested in a competent, intelligent, funny satire, forget this, and wait for death at a funeral that comes out at the end of May. Um... I made a note, personal note, that around tomatoes, Hopuzz has received a ninety-one percent from critics and eighty nine percent from audiences. Death of a funeral is sixty two percent from critics and seventy nine percent of audiences. So you pick, you pick.
0: This person saying that like, yeah, there's no like main character that's a woman, but like then saying the only role that a woman could really be in was like a girlfriend. Girlfriend.
1: That's the that's the funniest bit, is like you're trying to make something progressive, but you're also
0: not there, buddy. Sorry. This is a fun hater because they were like the person next to me was just dying laughing. <laughs> I, I like
1: I hate people
0: who can't
1: let people have like like he walked into a comedy movie and could not believe people were fucking laughing. Mm-hmm. He like this is that this is that type of person. They walk into a comedy, but because he's like, not ugh. having a good time, he's mad at everyone else. They're all stupid. Everyone else is dumb
0: in here. These must be the same lowly people who find Will Ferrell funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Will Ferrell, Jim Carrey, and I'm Stanley. He grouped them all together. Alright, so this next one is called How Hot Fuzz Breathe Life Into the Buddy Flick by Jade Budowski, written in 2017. The reason why we're here, however, is to talk about one buddy film in particular. Now, 10 years old, Edgar Wright's Hot Fuzz took every good thing about the genre and put it into a delightfully demented blender. The result was a damn near perfect film, as the second flick is Wright's Cornetto Trilogy. It again put Simon Pegg and Nick Frost together as our central odd couple, but instead of finding zombies, they're taking on the criminal underbelly of a small village in rural England. The setup is simple, and then it isn't. Wright is a master of taking on genre conventions and making them his own, and Hot Fuzz is no different. It directly references the films. It's inspired by Bat Boys 2 and Point Break*, act as a point in bonding for Nicholas and Danny, and eventually inspire Nicholas to go full badass. It is a classic cop action film. Nicholas needs Danny's help to adjust to small town life, while Danny needs Nicholas's help to take himself seriously. This take on the formula is smart, slick, and has a lot of heart. The action sequences are just as thrilling as any other genre staple, but there's no sense of physical comedy combined with a killer script and soundtrack that elevates Hot Fuzz to an entirely new place. Hot Fuzz succeeds because it is wholly and entirely self-aware. The pacing is quick, sharp, and absolutely uproarious, when Nicholas and Danny banter it's a total treat. Wright understands how to perfectly balance action comedy drama and suspense, and it pays off. The film goes from hilarious physical sequences involving chasing a swan to the discovery of a cult conspiracy, and a poor woman being murdered with garden shears without skipping a beat. Characters of a geriatric nature are given guns to wield and use the filthiest of language. The one woman on the police force has the most delectably crass sense of humor of the lot. The film is delightfully, brilliantly satirical, and a stunning homage to the flicks that came before it. The buddy cop genre is one that's easily tired because of the volatile nature of the formula, but Hot has found a way to utilize script, editing, and performances to produce a Thoroughly example of just how great the buddy flick can be. A triumph that we're still celebrating 10 years later. (laughs) I agree to everything, except I didn't notice the soundtrack in this movie so
0: much. Felt more like score for most of it. It's not full Edgar Wright to me. It was very toned down that way. I thought it was more Shaun of the Dead than it is in this movie. Yeah, but that one is also like iconic for the queen scene. I think that's one of the reasons why people really like Shaun of the Dead still and like have such a grip grip on that movie
1: (laughs) yeah i like this one a lot more i think this lady um just um summarized it hey lady this lady (laughs) (laughs) no she no uh excuse me jade put this beautifully and i agree with everything she said thank you jade thank you jade any other thoughts before we move on to audience reviews i think she summed it up yep we're gonna move on to audience reviews yes this is a 10 out of 10 even better than shawn of the dead ran 2007 hot fuzz is brilliant people who like british humor will love this one it is really funny it manages to make fun of ridiculous plots used in action movies and at the same time entertain you with their own ridiculous plot which is quite thrilling even when you don't get the subtle humor there are more than enough visual jokes to be enjoyed i thought it was a stroke of genius to use some serious actors like edward woodward Stuart wilson and timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton was accused of playing a much too serious James Bond. Well, in Hot Fuzz, he shows that he can be dangerously funny. As a parody on action movies, this movie succeeds where others have failed. I think the credit has to go to the whole team who made this and Shaun the Dead, including the actors. It shows that they actually like the movies that make fun of. That is essential for the jokes to work. I thought Hot Fuzz is hilarious and very entertaining. It certainly is one of the funniest movies at the moment go check it out beautifully put mm-hmm. this next one's a one out of ten says so way overrated Ran in 2013 after reading all the numerous reviews claiming how this was the funniest most witty really written etc movie of all time i can't believe how sophomoric and bad it is a writer who compared it to Porky's is correct i hated that movie and this one is no better it did appear to be well made and
0: then <clears throat> sorry <laughs> oh, oh <my> <laughs> a demon slave your body <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. We're never gonna finish. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> so, so, it. So de- <laughs> you sound so defeated when you said that. Okay, okay, here we go.
1: <laughs> You've been so hard your back hurts. <laughs> Mine, me, right now. <laughs> oh my god, I can't stand it. <laughs> oh, I have laughed this hard in so long. Oh my god. My fucking cheeks hurt. Oh, I've been up since like 5 a.m. this morning. It's <laughs> 1 in the morning. Oh,
0: okay. I'm so sorry. No. Oh. Don't start.
1: it did appear to be well made and the editing was quick and snappy like the british are known for however this isn't enough to save this disappointment after reading the glowing reviews i was really excited to see this and did a big build up for my wife as to how great and funny it was going to be wow was i ever disappointed i love british tv and british comedy movies lock stock and two smoking barrels is all the things people claim this one to be so what if they do so what if they do a send-up of the police action movie genre my wife and i lasted about 20 minutes of watching this and we couldn't take any more of it a total waste of time
0: Boo. i know you
1: can't you can't write a review of the movie you didn't actually watch i
0: hate when people do that i don't understand how you don't make it more than 20 mi- like i i can't understand how you don't make it more than 20 minutes into this movie
1: no way was that this movie that bad to you like it, it couldn't have been like i don't believe you how did they how do they lose you? Where, where, when, when's the cutoff at twenty minutes? Like, Wait, I, is it like when
0: he gets there? Yeah, I guess so. When the movie <laughs> starts, like when, it, when it, the plot goes? Yeah, when the plot's starting, <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, we can't do it. This is beneath us. <laughs> the next one
1: is a one out of ten. It's titled "A Total Piece of Crap," written in two thousand seven. Everyone compares this total piece of crap to Shaun of the Dead. Who cares? A movie should stand on its own. I didn't see Shaun, and,
0: and won't. <laughs> what do you mention it? Okay. Everybody's talking about this other movie instead of this one, so I'm gonna start mine by saying everyone should stop just talking about that one movie.
1: <laughs> Plus is boring, long, stupid, not funny. There's no character development. Just an excuse for car chases, explosions, and shootouts. The fast editing and sound effects were distracting and more for the ego of the director than the viewing pleasure of the audience. How bad was it? A recurring theme is the main character's house plan. The film is full of stupid, gratuitous violence. I agree with people who say that the rating is fixed. <laughs> Are the British so desperate for foreign exchange that they all got together to praise and highly rate this <laughs> film so the rest of the suckers around the world will buy a
0: rent it? <laughs> It's a big movie, guys. It's a big movie. big movie. <laughs> <laughs> they're,
1: fix- they're fixing the ratings. I just love, like, there's no character development. Like, dude, ha- more than half this movie is character development. I couldn't even explain to you how it so shows character development. I could. You don't know what it is that if
0: you did not see character development in this movie, you don't know what that is. The people constantly, they didn't like a movie, and they see more than f- two people agree with them. They go, the rating's fixed. Oh. <laughs> I've taken a survey. <laughs> There's three of us. There's three of us. That's enough. That should have brought down this whole movie. That <laughs> should have brought this down to a one. <laughs> but I, my proof, wait, ratings like this are like never fixed, mm-hmm. especially like on IMDb where it's user-based. Yeah. The critics, whatever. You could argue either way with that. Yeah. Yeah. Velma is a show by HBO Max they wanted to, they could. And that show has a 1.3 out of 10 on IMDb. You can't, you can't fix ratings. You can't. Not from users, not from
1: audience members. You really no. can't.
0: You can't fake it. The real feelings will offset it. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. The sixth one, the one out of 10. Terrible movie. Don't waste your time or money. I went to see this movie at the local theater tonight as I wanted something to see and only a few English languages are played at a time. Boy, was that a mistake? I don't know what kind of trash they were trying to push off, but this has to be one of the worst movies of the year. I fell asleep twice at the movie because I just got really bored with the fantasy and lack of seriousness and maturity that would realistically surround the events that occur. It started out interesting, but then it just got really stupid and unrealistic. The last 20 minutes are ludicrous and a very sad and painful ripoff of movies like Rambo or Die Hard. What a waste of time and money. I want my 7001 back.
0: <laughs> No, not a rip off of
1: rambo i think another obnoxious argument someone could make is like the movie wasn't realistic enough for me it wasn't telling you it was gonna be incredibly realistic if you hold that standard of like
0: that would never happen
1: like yeah if you're constantly going this movie better be realistic or i'm just not gonna like it you're not gonna like most movies (laughs) you're not gonna like you gotta give
0: I'm sorry. You got to give a little. At what point do you look at yourself and you think, maybe I'm just not a movie person? Yeah. Because some people aren't movie people. Am I a bummer? I think a lot of people should ask themselves that. (laughs) Am I bringing the whole room down right now? Have I
1: ruined the vibe? Have I ruined the vibe? Am I too negative? Yes. (laughs) A lot of these reviews were like just obnoxious people being obnoxious. It's
0: opposite of Shaun of the Dead where it's like, they were all being too polite about why they didn't like it. They were all being
1: like, I could see why people would like this. It just wasn't my thing. It wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. I had these problems, but I can understand why people would like it. They were so nice. They were so understanding. They were so like, hey, this wasn't for me, but if you like this kind of stuff, you might really like this. They were like everything we've ever asked for from people yeah. watching movies. And we couldn't do it. And we could- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And like, there's <laughs> no way. It was... It was relatively a kind of boring episode, a little bit. Like there was so little, like, <laughs> like tearing like, apart.
0: <laughs> halfway through, in my head, I was like, "I kind of hope we don't. I don't have to edit this." Yeah. And it worked out. I didn't it do that out. on purpose. I swear to God, I didn't do that <laughs> on purpose. The universe said, Mm-mm. Mm, "Not this episode." <laughs> you get a week off. <laughs> exactly.
1: All right, next one. Way shorter. Letterbox. Five stars. Twenty thirteen. Yorp. <laughs>
0: Nope.
1: This next one's four stars from Letterboxd. Nick Frost is like in every lifetime, in every universe, I will find Simon Pegg and I will save him. Aww. <laughs> so sweet, I love it. That's really cute. This next one is four and a half stars from Letterboxd. I live near where this was shot, so my dad raised me on this movie. Everything is so accurate. I l- legit used to think this was real. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. Yeah. This next one three and a half stars in 2022. That British cult kind of made points when they murdered someone for having an annoying laugh.
0: He ruined Shakespeare. Her <laughs> laugh was
1: annoying. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, it's a small town. I get it. That's that's thing. This is four and a half stars. Twenty twenty one. A cab, except these two. Fair enough. <laughs> Three and a half stars from Letterbox. I feel like an asshole for not enjoying this as much as I felt that I should have. and co editing on these early right films is just headache inducing. This one, even. Oh my god, I hate this person. Morose, morose, more so, more, more so, more so. Oh. <laughs> the even this. This is one even more so than Shawn of the Dead because of the more frequent ch- chase and action scenes.
0: I still had a good time, but I was like wanting oh well. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so fucking stupid. It's really half half vocab lesson. <laughs>
1: this is half the podcast is mm-hmm. us reviewing movies and also
0: me learning new words listen i didn't know in co it so it happens there are times where we're both where i'm convinced it's not a word because i don't know it one day i'll know a word and you won't i think that's happened Uh, or like a term maybe a term but no terms i'm gonna say a word that (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) go on um i'm gonna know it and you won't and (laughs) we're gonna move on (laughs) sounds good
0: okay anyway it's almost one thirty in the morning it is
1: almost 1 30 in the morning we are almost there we are getting we're getting to the finish line we're our hearts here okay our hearts in <laughs> yes. it our, our brains are sleepy though You're four stars 2019 it's like if Zootopia was less furry and more gay <laughs> this is our last review we are almost done 10 out of 10 stars hot fuzz in 2007 from indb i was lucky enough to be invited to a special trade show of hot fuzz and there's little to say that could begin to describe it awesome is a first step thankfully the majority of trailer material happens in the first 15 minutes so you get the bits you know out of the way i can really say a lot as it may spoil the film, but if you love Shaun of the Dead, you should certainly want to see this. If you have seen Spaced and Shaun of the Dead, you will appreciate the handiwork of Edgar Wright, and you will see the return of some of the old faces such as space landlady Marcia, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost both fit into the roles of policemen. Sorry officers, well, and Pegg is the usual high, high-flying guy who is too good for his job, while Frost plays that tag along suit to become sidekick, who doesn't really know why what why he's there this is totally one you have you have to see or
0: you will be missing out if comedy is your thing this is your film true i could agree not to step on any toes i think i could give it a seven out of ten in my citizen kane rule you know i understand this is a nine out of ten for me understandable is there anything else that you want to talk about probably not <laughs> that's cool It's cool with me <laughs> understandable it is we're making it making it out just before 1.30 <laughs> if you have any comments concerns complaints or movie suggestions you can send them to us at Takes on Instagram and also we have a tiktok that's at Takes. you can check out our website for our review overviews and our transcripts easybakedakespodcast.com and don't forget to follow us wherever you listen and leave a review and share us with a friend and thank you so much for listening. My name is Kat. And I'm Riley. This has been Easy Big Takes. Easy watching out there. Bye. Bye.